Section 7 of The Rover, Volume 1, Number 18. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Ollie A. G. The Rover, Volume 1, Number 18. Edited by C. Smith and Lawrence Labrie. Section 7. An Independent Judge and an Ingenious Advocate. Disraeli, in his reign of Charles I, has this picture. While the speaker was addressing Judge Jenkins, the old man in a low voice requested his companion not to reply. Let all the malice fall upon me. My ears can better bear it. The speaker having ended, Judge Jenkins asked whether they would not give him liberty to speak. Yes, so you be not very long. No, I will not trouble either myself or you with many words. Mr. Speaker, you said the house was offended at my behavior in not making my obeisance to you when they brought me here. And this was the more wondered at, because I pretended to be knowing in the laws of the land. I answer that I not only pretend to be, but am knowing in the laws of the land, having made them my study for these five and forty years. And it is because I am so is the reason of my behavior. As long as you had the king's arms engraven on your mace, and that your great seal was no counterfeit, and acting under his authority, I would have bowed in obedience to his writ by which you were first called. But, Mr. Speaker, since you and this house have renounced your allegiance to your sovereign, and are become a den of thieves, should I bow myself in this house of Rimmon, the Lord would not pardon me. The whole house was electrified, all rose in uproar and confusion. It was long ere order could be obtained, or their fury could exhaust itself. It seemed as if every member shrunk from a personal attack. The house voted the prisoners guilty of high treason, without any trial, and should suffer as in case of condemnation for treason. They called in the keeper of Newgate to learn the usual days of execution, which were Wednesdays and Fridays. The day to be appointed then became the subject of their debate. At this critical moment, when it seemed to be out of all human chances to spare, the life of the greatest clerk, but not the wisest man, the facetious and dissolute Harry Martin, who had not yet spoken, rose. Not to descend from the vote of the house, he observed, but he had something to say about the time of the execution. Mr. Speaker, every one must believe that this old gentleman here is fully possessed in his head, resolved to die a martyr in his cause, for otherwise he would never have provoked the house by such biting expressions. If you execute him, you do precisely that which he hopes for, and his execution will have great influence over the people, since he is condemned without a jury. I therefore move that we should suspend the day of execution, and in the meantime force him to live in spite of his teeth. 
The drollery of the motion put the house into better humour, and the state prisoners were remanded. End of section 7